This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thanks, Sid. I'm Ryan Bruss, and today on Messianic Vision, our special guest, we have two guests today, Dr. Mark Verkler and his beloved daughter, Dr. Charity Kayembe. And we are so excited uh, that they are with us today. We are going to talk about hearing God through your dreams, which I love because I am a dreamer. And I know many of you listening uh, are dreamers as well. And in fact, uh, science says that we're all dreaming. It's just a matter of uh, remembering them and, and getting in touch with God and in tune with what God is saying in our dreams. And here's the good news right up front. I am telling you that Dr. Mark and Dr. Charity both agree that you do not have to have what's considered any more pizza dreams only messages from God. You're going to literally look forward to going to bed at night, trust me, and hear from God. When I was producing this show, uh, you know, and then going to bed at night and dreaming, I couldn't wait to go to bed and, and, and dream because of the principles that they talk about in the book. And, and one of the things that they stress, and we want to ask them right off the bat, is every dream is important. Is that true, Mark? Every dream being important? Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're symbolic, but they're all important. So you interpret the symbolism and you have a message from God through your heart. And you, you guys say, though, that all dreams have meaning. Uh, talk, talk to us about that. Yeah, God lives in your heart. And uh, Christianity is heart to heart. And when you dream at night, it's your heart communicating with you. Um, using signs and symbols, which are meaningful to your heart, because your heart works with pictures. Uh, pictures are the language of the heart. That's one of the things Paul Younger Cho said in the fourth dimension many years ago, and I totally agree. Pictures are the language of the heart. So when your heart communicates with you at night, it's going to do it through pictures, through symbols, which are drawn from your life's experience. And so in the morning, you ask the Holy Spirit to show you what those symbols mean. Now, you guys uh, say that dreams are highly symbolic and they're rarely literal, uh, but but you you feel and you teach that you know if you're if you're having a dream about swinging a baseball bat at a hot dog or something that you know you guys in charity you're real good about this uh, in your in your in the book that you guys wrote in fact charity you have a story uh, in your book about how uh, every dream has a meeting you were leading a uh, a group exploring dream interpretation, and a lady shared a dream that, that really is, it, everybody thought didn't have any meaning, and then the Lord spoke to you. What was that dream, and how did the Lord speak to this woman? Yeah, um, in, our, in our small group Bible study, she, we were talking about dreams, and she shared, well, I had a crazy dream last night, and that's what everyone says. They're like, my dreams are weird, and everybody thinks that they don't have meaning. And I said, well, tell us the dream, and and she was, she was fighting with a dragon in her dream. She's like, obviously, dragons don't even exist, so this is, you know, this is a pizza dream. And I said, no, not necessarily, because dreams are symbolic. So 
we look at the action in the dream, and I said, well, what are you doing in the dream? You're fighting. You know, it's a struggle. And what are you feeling in the dream? Obviously, she's fighting a big, huge dragon. That's overwhelming. She feels like the little guy. I said, well, where in your waking life are you fighting? Where is there a struggle, and where do you feel like it's a losing battle? Well, she and her husband were actually um, fighting with an insurance company over getting some legitimate medical claims taken care of. And she just felt like the little guy with this big corporation. So in the dream, the big insurance corporation was the dragon. And they were fighting against, and she was feeling overwhelmed. But the dream was actually encouraging because we know the dragons never win. Because <laughs> that was the little guy fighting the dragon. So God was encouraging her. Even though you feel like the little guy, it's David and Goliath, David wins. So. <laughs> now, uh, Mark, you, you teach that. How you teach people how to interpret dreams. In other words, your book is not made up of all these, uh, si- all this symbolism like this means that and the card means in the ministry and all, all this. But you teach people, uh, and I love how you do it. That you you teach people look at your life, ask questions, and and so how how just briefly, Mark, how do you teach people how to interpret their own dreams? Well, they need to start with the. Uh accept the premise that dreams are coming from your heart, communicating to you the issues that are on your heart. So you're always going to begin your dream interpretation by asking, what was on my heart when I went to sleep last night? What was I battling with yesterday? Because nine and a half out of ten times, your dream will be answering that question during the night. Unless you're a prophetic intercessor, then you may be dreaming about the things you're, you're praying about prophetically. But for most of us, 95% of our dreams are about the issues we go to bed wrestling with. Now, Mark, if I could interrupt you right there. Sure. That that is a huge statement, in my opinion. In other words, you go through your day, whether it's with the children, uh, which we're going to talk about children dreaming later, and it's very powerful what Charity has to say. You, whether, you know, it's work, children, stress, uh, busy life, uh, things are going good, whatever. You're saying that when we go to bed at night, and I know the Bible talks about our hearts instructing us in the night, you're saying that 95% of what we're dreaming are things and issues and things that we've carried in our heart through that day, that particular day? Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> and if you look at Paul, you know, he, went, he was wondering where to go on a missionary journey. He'd been forbidden by the Spirit to go to Bithynia and Asia. He goes to sleep at night wondering where do I go, and he has a dream of a Macedonian man motioning saying, come on over. Well, when you put that dream in context with the question he went to sleep with, which is, Lord, where should I be going on a missionary journey? It's really easy to interpret that dream. Right. So you always begin interpretation by asking, hey, what was I struggling with when I went to sleep? Mm. I mean, that is, that's powerful. I mean, that alone, I mean, you, you tell me what you think. That alone <laughs> would answer about 95% of the dreams I, I have, you know. Of course, uh, you know, we all have futuristic dreams and things like that. We'll talk about that later. But you really, just that alone should bring a real peace. And you teach how to do that in your book and CD set. But that, that should bring a real peace to people. Well, absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and then, you know, as Charity talks about working with these symbols, you know, the, the, we don't even need to go to a dream dictionary book for the symbol because we can ask our heart, hey, why did you paint that? Why did you paint this big dragon here? You know, uh, um, because the, the symbols come from your life. Uh, so when Joseph dreams, he dreams about the symbols from his life. He sheaves bowing down. 
sun, moon, and stars bowing down. Those are symbols in his life. And when Nebuchadnezzar dreams, he dreams about symbols from his life, a, a statue of gold being hit by a stone. So, you know, that's the next piece to the puzzle is when I come to interpret these symbols, where do I go? And the, and the answer is you go to your heart and you say, Holy Spirit, you know, what does this symbol mean to me? You tune to flow and it just pops into your uh, awareness. So not to take away from these books that are written with all the symbolism, but a dragon, because we talked about a dragon, a dragon can mean several things to several different people that may not be in a book that has a lot of symbolism, that, that's that's discussing specific symbolism for each and every person, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Dreams, yeah, one symbol is going to mean, yeah, a hundred different things to a hundred different people. That's why we don't want to rely on a book, because the person who wrote that book, the symbols, the way that they interpret them are absolutely accurate. For that author, but we all have our own personal experiences, our own personal history, our own way of viewing things. And so, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm afraid of dogs because I was viciously attacked by a dog and I dream of a dog, that's going to make me really afraid. But if you are an animal lover and, you know, you've always, um, you know, had that be the best friend of, in your family, then it's going to represent something totally different. So the reason that my my friend Olya, she dreamt of a dragon. It's symbols from our waking world, and there's a couple of reasons. If you had been reading the book of Revelation, okay, it would have been talking about a dragon there. But in her case, she was actually reading a storybook since you were a little boy. So the dream has just come often from our immediate waking world. What was the big scary thing from my day? Okay, God's going to pick that symbol because he knows our day. He knows what we saw and what we did all day long, and he's going to stick that in our dream at night, something immediately familiar to us like that. So, in other words, God is just being very relatable to our own life, and we don't have to necessarily wonder and worry, what in the world does that mean, except take a break, and, and like you guys teach in the book, rest, and, and just hear from God, what does that particular thing mean to me? That's what really blessed me uh, in your book. In fact, I had a dream last night that I applied that principle, and, and it, it absolutely worked. And because, you know, in the natural, it seems like a pizza dream. But once I, uh, you know, did what you guys said in your book, it really ministered to me. Now, a lot of people have uh, numbers and symbol, you know, not just symbols, but, uh, you know, things that represent, you know, like the dogs and the dragons and all that. But people actually have numbers that they see in their dream. What do you guys feel about that? Well, you know, in the Bible... Every single time there's a dream at night that somebody records and has numbers in it, those numbers are literal. The numbers are literal. Like Joseph, he dreamt of the 11 stars bowing down to him, or 11 sheaves of wheat. And that actually represented his 11 brothers. So the number was literal, and it was tied to something symbolic, where stars were representing brothers. I mean, the same thing with Pharaoh. He dreamt of seven cows. So the seven was literal. It represented seven years. And so the, the same thing with the cupbearer and the baker. They both, the, cup, the cupbearer dr uh, dreamt of three branches. That equaled three days. The baker dreamt of three baskets of bread. That equaled three days. So to keep it simple, we can just follow biblical precedents with our dream work and understand that, yeah, we do not need to play around a lot with the, with the numbers at all. Just take them literal at face value. And if it doesn't fit, you know, after you pray into it, possibly there's a symbolic understanding, but... A lot of times, biblically speaking, we can definitely, definitely go with um, precedents there that 
the number equals the number. <laughs> now, Charity, do you feel that for the most part we overcomplicate this whole dream thing? Like when we wake up, oh my gosh, what does this mean? And and you know what's going to happen? Do we overcomplicate the meanings? Do you feel? Definitely, I think we do because. The dreams are just, they're communicated in a picture language, and we're, you know, we're like, oh, that's so confusing, I don't understand it, why isn't God literal? But if you think about it, picture books are the kids' books. That's it. That's the simplest language to understand. So when we look at the dream, we just ask a few key questions. You know, we don't have to get bogged down in all the details and, and be overwhelmed by it. We just say, okay, in the dream, what was I doing, you know? And in the dream, how was I feeling? And then we just match it up. We go back to the setting, like Dad was talking about. Setting is everything. Okay, in waking life, where am I feeling this feeling? In waking life, where am I doing this action? And it's just, it's almost a game. We just match it up, and it's, it's really simple that way. The understanding just shifts into focus. Now, Charity, give me an example of a dream in your own life that you had that now you've been you're the the key person at your father's ministry with interpreting dreams and you've been doing this for 25 years and so you've really you have dreamed a lot and have a lot of practice doing this and the Lord's really used you in this area give us an example of a maybe like a a a common dream a what others may have thought was a pizza dream that really ministered to you what you were going through and that really changed your focus and, and because of what God said in just a very simple dream? That's a, that's a great question. You know, one time I, I had a dream, and this is an example of how dreams are not literal. I had a dream um, of my funeral, actually, and it was it was this big, epic celebration, actually. It was at this movie theater, and my brother and my best friend were there. They were dressed to the nines. It was a suit and gown affair, and and they were going to, to honor me. There's this epic blockbuster movie funeral, which seems crazy. That seems weird. And and then and then in the dream I actually I went into the movie screen and then I was in a river and then there were stinging eels and they stung me but it didn't hurt me. And and then I woke up. So they're like, Well that's crazy. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Well, we look at the, the setting and say, what was, I, what was I thinking about as I was going to bed? What was I praying for? And, you know, I've actually been meditating um, on, on, in Romans 6. You know, it talks about our death in Christ and how we know, you know, Jesus didn't just die for us. He died as us. So we died with him on the cross, and it was a supernatural exchange. And so I've just been praying into that. Um, and so I was actually really excited to have this dream of my death, because it was an affirmation that I was living into these scriptures, that this word was being made flesh in my life. Because if I can fellowship with um, Christ and that, you know, and his suffering, then I get to fellowship with him in the power of his resurrection. And that's really what the dream showed. It was death, and then I went into the, there's a river, right? So I went into the waters of baptism, which is a picture of, you know, the, the old nature being put down. And then and then there were stinging eels, and they didn't hurt me. So that was a dream picture of, well, death has lost its sting. So that was really powerful. You know, we know these verses, but, but what do they look like? You know, what do they feel like? But when you dream them, oh, I know how it feels. Death did lose its sting. 
So that seemed like a crazy dream, but it had a really powerful message that impacted me a lot. And so those of you who are listening, I hope that dream that Charity had uh, ministered to you because uh, if you're like me, I, I dream almost every night. or I mean, I dream every night, but I remember them almost every night. And some of them are crazy like that. And after reading this book and, and these CDs, I'm telling you, I'm not going to try to war to try to figure out what uh, what that dream meant. Instead, applying this simple principle that what was I feeling? What was I thinking about that day? What is God doing in me? I love this teaching. And uh, Dr. Verkler, uh, Mark, what what kind of feedback have you been guys been getting on this teaching on dreams? Well, we've had we've had tremendous feedback over over a good number of years, actually, and uh, people basically say it's opened up a whole new world to them. Uh, now they can hear God's voice all night, as well as hearing God's voice all day, which we, which we teach them they can do that too. But but now we've taught them you can hear God's voice and you can receive His counsel all night through your dreams, and we've just had hundreds and hundreds of people just write us at bless because we've opened up a whole area of scripture that had been closed to them. And Mark, because so much of our life is spent sleeping and dreaming, you guys really have found the keys to living in the spirit, even while we sleep, connecting with God while we sleep, while we're dreaming. And I love that about your materials, your brand new book, Hearing God Through Your Dreams, and your brand new four CD set, this is going to really bless you. They, Mark, Dr. Mark and Dr. Charity have taken their years of experience of interpreting dreams, of course, dreaming dreams, interpreting dreams, interpreting others' dreams, and they have made dream interpretation and all that surrounds dreaming, they made it so practical and so easy for you. This book I'm going to tell you, it's going to open up a realm of blessing to you regarding how significant your dreams are. I mean, again, the principle that I have learned myself of 95% of our dreams are based on what we're going through at that moment. That tremendously blessed me. And they go into more detail with that in the book and CDs. But they teach you how to hear God. Uh, while you're sleeping and and our spirits are so wide open and and you need to get this book you need to get this cd set and when we come back we're going to talk about uh, what mark and charity teach that you literally need to do right before you go to bed and i'm telling you it'll change the way you sleep we'll be right back did you know God created you to spend a third of your entire life sleeping? Why? Because He has your undivided attention so He can communicate to you through your dreams. Mark Verkler and his daughter Charity received a powerful revelation from God on how to consistently hear God's voice. Over the last 40 years, Dr. Verkler has taught almost one million people worldwide how they can clearly hear God's voice. Now he wants to mentor you on how to interpret the dreams God gives you every night. Call now and get Mark Verkler and Charity Kayembe's powerful book and four-part audio CD teaching series, Hearing God Through Your Dreams, yours. For a donation of $40, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9446. God says in Numbers 12, 6, um, I will reveal myself to you in visions, and I'll speak to you in dreams. God promised that he was going to show up and meet us in our dreams. The book and four-part audio CD series, Hearing God Through Your Dreams, is a practical and powerful guide to understanding the language that God 
God speaks at night through revelatory teaching, biblical examples, supernatural stories, and a refreshing down-to-earth approach. Dr. Mark Verkler and his daughter Charity will help you identify the priceless messages that the Lord has infused in your dreams. Through this powerful teaching, you will explore dreams and visions in the Bible, gain heaven's perspective through your nightly dreams, learn that your dreams connect you to God and provide you with His answers for life's most pressing problems, understand the ABCs of how dreams work, and learn how to translate the language God speaks at night through your dreams. Learn how dreams are pictures and parables from God in the language that Jesus spoke. Gain inspiration, innovation, and receive groundbreaking inventions by receiving God's creativity through your dreams. Understand that even through nightmares and other surprising revelations, how God wants to truly bless you. The CDs include exercises for interpreting your dreams and can be used for individual or group study. Dream interpretation is not a gift that's bestowed on a few favored individuals. Dream interpretation is a skill that anyone can learn. And becoming fluent in dreams is what we teach you how to do. You can actually master and become fluent in the language that God speaks at night. Through your dreams, you will receive God's wisdom and discernment to help you succeed in your relationships, with your work, in your business, and with planning your future. The keys that they give you, the first night you're going to start having dreams and you're going to be remembering them and they're going to be transformational dreams. The revelation is even for children. Actually, it's easier for them to get dreams from God. When you teach your children about dream interpretation, you'll find out most of the stuff that they're taking in is being permanently sealed in their brain. So the book and four CD set, Hearing God Through Your Dreams, get it, do it, and have sweet sleep. Don't miss out on getting Mark Verkler and Charity Kayembe's powerful book and four-part audio CD teaching series, Hearing God Through Your Dreams, yours. For a donation of $40, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9446. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9446 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write to Today. Okay, we are here with Dr. Mark Verkler and his daughter, Dr. Charity Kayembe, and we are having a blast talking about dreams and dreaming. And, you know, they teach that dreams are literally night visions. In fact, in their book, I remember reading, uh, Quit Asking the Lord. They didn't say it quite like this, but they basically said, Quit Asking the Lord for visions. You're getting them every night. Your uh, dreams are simply night visions, and I love how practical you make that. And and Charity, there's a very important thing that you guys teach about what to do before you actually go to sleep. And sometimes I know for me, because I'm busy like everybody else, I, I go to bed a little restless, a little uh, thinking about the thousand things I did that day and the thousand things I have to do tomorrow. But there is a pattern that we need to follow prior to going to sleep. And what is that? Yeah, um, scripturally speaking, our, our day begins in the evening. You know, there is evening and there is morning. That was the first day. And so God sees, God sees what happens at night as very important. That's the start of our day. So we want to prepare our hearts as we go to sleep. And it's going to give us such more peaceful sleep. It's really going to eliminate some of the 
the scary dreams and even the nightmares um, that we might be having at night as we process our day with the Lord before we fall asleep. Because like we've been talking about, um, the dream is speaking to whatever issues our heart is facing. So if we go to bed with a little bit of, you know, if I go to bed with a little bit of frustration, if I'm angry with someone, this is one example, I was a little bit frustrated with someone, just a minor annoyance with someone. Um, But then I went to bed, and I hadn't processed that negative emotion, and I dreamt that I ran into them with my car. Oh, my goodness. So that's kind of violent. Yes, it is violent. (laughs) Um, But that's what dreams do. They amplify and exaggerate to get our attention, because God does not want us to live in negative emotions, and He sure doesn't want us to sleep with them, um, because they affect us. Neg- obviously, spirit, soul, and body, they're just unhealthy, and He wants us to live in peace and joy, because that's the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost. So if we have anything that's contrary to peace and joy, if we have stress, if we have anger, if we have unforgiveness, that can allow the enemy into our life. And so we might have these kind of dramatic or even scary dreams, as a red flag from God saying, hey, you went to bed and you did not process this fear or this anxiety or this anger before you went to sleep. And so he's highlighting it. So you'll wake up and you can't miss it then. It was a scary dream. You, Oh, okay. So he's trying to get our attention so that we will invite him into the situation, that we will see his perspective, that we will forgive and walk in love. Um, so there are some really practical things we can do every night to just keep us in that space of of compassion and gratitude um, and peace and joy. And it's actually from St. Ignatius. Um, he encouraged us to just become aware of God's presence. As we go to sleep at night, let the very last thoughts in our minds, the very last um, things that we're pondering and thinking about, and be, be God's presence, be His Word, be focused on the Holy Spirit. And And, you know, just go through the day. Every day I do this. I review the day with God. If there is anything, as I quickly run through the day, was I upset about this? Was I worried about that? Let me me see God's perspective. Let me hear what he has to say about that. Let me release it to him in prayer. Let me process that with him. And then I don't need to have a bedroom to get my attention. So I review the day and then make sure that I'm in gratitude. I am thankful in everything and for everything. Every situation, every conversation, everything that happened, um, if I'm thankful about it, then I know I have God's perspective. I'm in a healthy place. I can go to sleep and sleep peacefully. So, you know, like I said, we want to pay attention to our emotions. If we've got anything that is contrary to God's emotions, which are the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, faith, hope, compassion, anything contrary to that, we need to we need to do a little bit of prayer work. We need to ask for Holy Spirit's um, perspective and ask Him to just adjust our hearts so that we can feel the way He's feeling. We want to live into the mind of Christ, and we want to live into the heart of God and all His His holy emotions. And so we can we can even choose, you know, one feature then of the day and just pray from that. If there's one awesome thing that happened, you know, just be especially grateful. Um, God, God is a big fan of gratitude. And it's it's awesome when we can just, you know, we're thankful for for the big things and the small things, and that puts our heart, it just positions our heart to really receive even more clear dreams, even more peaceful dreams when our emotions are in that place. And then we just ask God to give us, you know, give us direction for for tomorrow and, and our life and just 
speak to us about the situations that we're working on, whether it's a relational issue or if it's a project at work or whatever it is, go to bed asking, Holy Spirit, breathe on, breathe on this situation, give me your anointing, give me your perspective. And then when we wake up, we just write down the dream because God, when we go to bed expectantly asking for God to reveal himself and his wisdom to us in the night, then then he's going to honor that, and he will speak to us through the dream, and then we'll wake up with, with fresh revelation to, to walk through the next day with. That's wonderful. And so what I'm hearing you saying is that if, if we leave things as we go to bed at night undealt with, uh, stressful situations, uh, unforgiveness, uh, uh, you know, having a busy mind, that can, in a sense, negatively affect our dream world to the, in a way that God is just more focused on dealing with a restless heart or unforgiveness rather than trying to get our attention for something else in the future. Is that correct? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's almost like you, yeah, you waste the dream then because he's got to get us back on the right path before he can give us more <laughs> revelation for the future. Well, that, that helps me because I'm not going to waste any more dreams. I want to dream of heaven and angels and the glory and not what I have to take care of in my life for that day because I didn't deal with it. Now, Mark, uh, you you talk about in the book how uh, people in our dreams may or may not represent that actual person, but may represent characteristics within ourselves. Talk about that. Yeah, especially if if uh, if it's a subjective dream where you're dreaming about your own heart and your own heart issues, which again we'll assume about ni- about 95% are. Uh, so in that case, if a person shows up, if my dad shows up in my dream, instead of it being my dad, I'm going to ask, what's his chief character trait? Well, he's a dairy farmer. He's an entrepreneur. So we're going to be talking about the entrepreneurial part of me. If my mom shows up, she has the gift of hospitality. She loves inviting 50 people in for lunch. So we're talking about the hospitable part of me. If my sister shows up, she's the administrator. So we're talking about the administrative part of me. If a policeman shows up, we're talking about an authority figure. Uh, Once in one of my dreams, I got arrested by a policeman. Uh I asked the question. I said, well, who in my life right now, yesterday, was seeking to arrest me? Well, the day day that I had just lived was the day that I actually had learned how to hear God's voice and, and got arrested by the Holy Spirit as he brought me under his authority and I began to write out page after page of what he was saying to me, which was an entirely new experience I'd never done. So I got arrested by the Holy Spirit during the day, and that, that night uh, a policeman showed up and arrested me. So I asked, what, what higher power, what higher authority is seeking to arrest me and bring me under his control? And I tuned to flow, and the answer is, oh, Holy Spirit. He just did it yesterday. So, so we won't assume these people are, you know, are, are the actual people. They're... they're the chief characteristic of that person is a part within me that's in dialogue with another part within me and, and processing some issues. Now, let me ask you both a, a difficult question. So I'm giving you a heads up. It's going to be difficult <laughs> because I know many people listening, myself included. How do we get to the place, Mark or Charity, how do we get to the place where, let's say, let's use a policeman, for example. Let's say I know somebody who's a police officer, number one. Number two, you know, uh, you know, I, I, God needs to arrest my attention for something. And number three, the police officer 
you know, is is real young. I mean, how do I know how to interpret what God is actually saying when I see a police officer in my dream? Does it mean the Lord wants to arrest me? Does it my attention? Does it mean that I need to go minister to that guy that I know who is a police officer? How do you guys determine then? And I'm sure a lot of people uh, we'll be wondering the same thing. Well, how do I know, like with Charity's Dream, that the movie screen meant that and the water meant that? And we're so practical sometimes as as uh, human beings that, you know, I, I just need it in front of me that a, a movie screen means this, a police officer means that. And you teach not the opposite, but you teach a different way to flow with God, which I love better because it relates to me personally. So the difficult question is, how do I know that what I am seeing means A, B, or C, and I'm not misinterpreting God, His heart, or even what I'm going through. Yeah, it does. It does definitely seem like if we don't have a dream symbol dictionary, if it doesn't say a police officer equals this, it does seem like it's it's more confusing. But actually, to not to be not one size fits all, it makes it easier um, because if we just rely on the Holy Spirit, you know, and trust in Him, because that's what it says in Genesis 48. Joseph said that dream interpretations belong to God, and in Daniel 4, it says the Spirit of God in Daniel made him understand dreams. So we do not want to rely on our head to figure it out. We do not want to rely on a book to figure it out. We want to rely on the Holy Spirit, the giver of the dream. That's what He's He's calling us to a closer, more intimate relationship with him, and he wants to have a conversation with us about the dreams. And and this is actually why you are the dream interpretation expert of your dreams, because it's your setting. You know the setting better than anyone, what's going on in your waking life. You know what the symbols mean to you personally, because you know if you have a friend who's a police officer, or you know what these things mean. And so you can just work it out with the Holy Spirit, because you have him, and the Bible says that he leads you into all truth, and you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You don't even need a teacher, because he can teach you that. He is the teacher. So he's the one giving you the dream, and he wants you to understand it even more than you want to. So it sounds like the best thing to do is not be lazy. And if I have a dream about a police officer, just simply get quiet before the Lord and say, God, what does this mean? Am I supposed to pray for so-and-so if I'm, you know, are you trying to arrest my attention? And and I know even in your book you teach that it could mean multiple things, different layers even prophetically. Uh, but I, I love what you said there, Charity. You are your own greatest dream interpreter. And that that I love that. And that's the point that I'm trying to get across after reading your book uh, and listen to your CD set. Uh, is that you are just as good of, of a dream interpreter as getting a book of symbolism, which really falls short after listening to your teach. And and one of the things that people have uh, uh, from time to time, Mark, are bad dreams, quote unquote. Uh, uh, they could be uh, something, a, war- a warning, a, a demonic dream, but it's it's a rough dream, for lack of a better, better term. How do you, uh, what would you counsel somebody that's having, uh, let's, let's not talk about warning dreams yet, let's talk about a demonic dream. Uh, how, what would you counsel somebody who's having demonic dreams? Well, the big thing would be to, to look for demons in their own life, I would think, you know, and maybe go through some deliverance. I mean, one-third of Jesus' prayers 
for supernatural intervention was to cast demons out of people, and and I, I personally think everybody needs demons cast out of them. So <laughs> as I as I polled people, you know, and asked them if if they've had demons show up in their dreams, and and about a qu- quarter of the audience will say yes, and then I've asked them, you know, as you grew as a Christian, did you find that those kinds of dreams went away? And 100% of the people will raise their hand and say, yeah, those dreams went away. So I think wow. it does show open doors um, where okay. there's still sin and there's still abscesses of demonic activity that haven't been cleaned out yet because we're working out our soul's salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who's at work in us. So, yeah, I'm saved in my spirit, but I'm working that light out into my soul and into my body. And and until it's worked out and I've driven out the pockets of darkness, I could have a demon show up in a dream. and. And young Christians who've been into drugs, alcohol, immorality, and torn down their spiritual walls are much more susceptible to demonic dreams than they are once they've grown in the Lord for a while, or much more susceptible than people who never did tear down all their walls before they got saved, because they got saved at a young age and, and never gave Satan such a chance to, to invade their lives. And, and on that note, you actually teach in your book that, that we need to protect our dream life. Yeah, especially, you know, if you're working with kids and they've got nightmares, there's, there's just no reason in the world not to pray for a covering of Christ's blood over the room, for the Holy Spirit to fill the room, for his blood to cover them, to hide him under the shadow of his wings. There's, if a person, a particular kid, is struggling, there's no reason not to pray that, that way. And, and even to pray for any spiritual forces in that room to be released, because maybe before you bought that house, somebody got murdered in a room, and there's still some spiritual unsettledness there, and you just need to pray and cleanse the room. So all of those things are possible. Well, let me give you a testimony about that. Um, when we, my wife and I were in, once we moved to North Carolina, we, the first house we got uh, in the, in the, you know, of course, the master bedroom going to bed that night, I had a dream that I was watching a, um, a horror picture on a television screen, which I never do it, and I really never have in my life. And I'm watching this horror movie on the screen, and I mean it's pretty blatant uh, what that meant. And so when I woke up, I prayed against any uh, filth that was being watched in that room before we got there, and prayed against any those spirits that a demonic influence of any kind of horror films or anything that I get in from that. And you know what? It never had another dream like that. Never had an issue. <laughs> And so, you know, I'm thankful for that. And and on that note, too, Mark, we also talk about, you guys talk about warning dreams, though. What are warning dreams? Uh, warning, you know, Job 30, uh, 33, I believe it is, talks about warning dreams. You know, God says, I'm going to warn you in a dream so to get you on the right path, to get you off the wrong path, off the path of pride. And 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 so God loves everyone so much. He's always guiding and protecting, even in their dreams, uh, we have one student in our university who, she's in prison in California because she didn't heed a warning dream, and I was on the phone with her, and she said when she was in Nevada as a teenager, planning on going to California, the Lord said in a dream, warned her, do not go to California because if you do, you'll go to prison. Well, she ignored that warning. She went to California, got into the drug scene, killed her roommate in a drug-induced stupor, and now is spending a life sentence in a California prison because she didn't honor a warning of God in a dream at a time when she wasn't even a Christian, which just shows God's tremendous love for everyone. He's protecting, guiding, and warning us so we can stay on the path of life and, and not fall into a destructive mode. Okay, you heard it here. You 
are even while you're listening, you're becoming your own dream interpreter. In fact, I feel right now that those who are listening, things are coming to light in your own life. Oh, that's what that means. And that's what this means. And you didn't even look at a book of symbolism because you don't need that anymore. What you need uh, is to tune into God, have peaceful sleep and get Dr. Mark and Dr. Charity's book and CD set, Hearing God Through Your Dreams. I am telling you, this will take you to a new level in hearing from God. It will it will minister to you. God's communicating to you at night, and he wants you to learn how to listen to that and then how to apply it to your own life. In fact, a third of the Bible uh, Dr. Mark Verkler teaches is a supernatural visionary encounter. And so you need to get this material. It'll bless you. It will really set your walk with God on a new level. And then additionally, in a CD set, uh, they pray over you for sweet sleep and for the Holy Spirit to help you remember your dreams. This teaching is fascinating, and it's very enjoyable read, by the way. When we come back, uh, something very near and dear to my heart, because I have children myself, and many of you listening do as well, or you know children, they have a tremendous teaching on how to walk your children through their dreams, their, God forbid, nightmares, and how to interpret your children's dreams. Uh, you need to stay tuned and listen to what Charity has to say about that next. Did you know God created you to spend a third of your entire life sleeping? Why? Because He has your undivided attention so He can communicate to you through your dreams. Mark Verkler and his daughter Charity received a powerful revelation from God on how to consistently hear God's voice. Over the last 40 years, Dr. Verkler has taught almost one million people worldwide how they can clearly hear God's voice. Now he wants to mentor you on how to interpret the dreams God gives you every night. Call now and get Mark Verkler and Charity Kayembe's powerful book and four-part audio CD teaching series, Hearing God Through Your Dreams, yours, for a donation of $40. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9446. God says in Numbers 12, 6, um, I will reveal myself to you in visions, and I'll speak to you in dreams. God promised that he was going to show up and meet us in our dreams. The book and four-part audio CD series, Hearing God Through Your Dreams, is a practical and powerful guide to understanding the language that God God speaks at night through revelatory teaching, biblical examples, supernatural stories, and a refreshing down-to-earth approach. Dr. Mark Verkler and his daughter Charity will help you identify the priceless messages that the Lord has infused in your dreams. Through this powerful teaching, you will explore dreams and visions in the Bible, gain heaven's perspective through your nightly dreams, learn that your dreams connect you to God and provide you with His answers for life's most pressing problems, understand the ABCs of how dreams work, and and learn how to translate the language God speaks at night through your dreams. Learn how dreams are pictures and parables from God in the language that Jesus spoke. Gain inspiration, innovation, and receive groundbreaking inventions by receiving God's creativity through your dreams. Understand that even through nightmares and other surprising revelations, how God wants to truly bless you. The CDs include exercises for interpreting your dreams and can be used for individual or group study. Dream interpretation is not a gift that's bestowed on a few favored individuals. Dream interpretation is a skill 
that anyone can learn. And becoming fluent in dreams is what we teach you how to do. You can actually master and become fluent in the language that God speaks at night. Through your dreams, you will receive God's wisdom and discernment to help you succeed in your relationships, with your work, in your business, and with planning your future. The keys that they give you, the first night you're going to start having dreams and you're going to be remembering them and they're going to be transformational dreams. The revelation is even for children. Actually, it's easier for them to get dreams from God. When you teach your children about dream interpretation, you'll find out most of the stuff that they're taking in is being permanently sealed in their brain. So the book and four CDs said, hearing God through your dreams, get it, do it, and have sweet sleep. Don't miss out on getting Mark Verkler and Charity KMBA's powerful book and four-part audio CD teaching series, Hearing God Through Your Dreams, yours. For a donation of $40, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9446. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9446 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write to Today. We are back here with Dr. Mark Verkler and Dr. Charity Kayembe, and we are having so much fun because the dream world is fun. And sometimes they're fun, goofy dreams. And I'm not never going to take a fun, goofy dream lightly again because as they have declared clearly on this show and in their materials that you are not having a pizza dream. Do you hear me? You are not having a pizza dream. You are having a message from God. One way or the other, God is speaking to you about your life, even if the dream looks crazy. And so you are rapidly becoming your own best dream interpreter. And again, you're going to li literally look forward to going to bed at night after after really uh, applying these principles of, of hearing God in your dream. Now, Dr. Mark Verkler, you in your book talk about creativity that can be had in our dreams. Talk about that. Yeah, it's exciting because God is not only the counselor and healer of our hearts, he's also the creator of the universe, and he's the one who releases creativity out through our lives to bless the world. And as he does that, it makes us the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And, and so many creative, in, creative inventions have come through dreams. And I'll just give you a couple right now. But this one is from a guy named uh, Dimitri. He says, he, he, he came up with the periodic table of elements, which is what we've all seen in the high school classrooms. got 102 elements on it. About 100 years ago, he, he came up with it. Um, there's about 65 known elements when he came up with it. He was a chemist. He was into chemistry, and he was really, really trying to figure this out. Now, here's what he says. In a dream, I saw a table where all the elements fell into place as required. Awakening... I immediately wrote it down on a piece of paper. Well, what he got in that piece of paper is now on every high school wall, science wow. wall, around the world. Wow. And, and, and how, I mean, how did he get it? Well, you know, here's, here's what he said he was doing. He said that he spent the three days before pondering, 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 trying to figure out how the elements fit together in a schematic way because uh, no one had put it together yet, all right? And he, so he was pouring over this with his heart and his mind, trying to understand it. And, and I think that's part of the preparation. That's what prepares us for greatness and for release of creativity. We take a problem that's unsolvable. 
We pour over it intensely. We ask for revelation. We go to sleep on it, asking for revelation. And God, in our hearts, gives us, gives us revelation, which then changes the world around us. And uh, it's happened many, many, many times. Uh, I, I mean, when he got this particular revelation, uh, he was able to predict from that chart that God gave him in his heart that there was eight brand new elements which hadn't been discovered yet, but his chart said they needed to be there. So he said, you're going to find these eight, and, they, and we did. We found them all. And he also, from his chart, said, here's a few elements that we believe that have particular atomic weights. And he said, I believe that those atomic weights are measured incorrectly because according to my chart, it's the wrong number. And they went back and found that those atomic weights were wrong. So this is tremendous precision, tremendous insight from a man whose heart hungered for truth and went to sleep hungering for truth and received revelation. Wow, that gives us hope for anything that we're looking to God for an answer on, uh, creatively starting a business. Uh, I would imagine, uh, Mark, that a lot of businesses start in the dream world by what God is showing them. I believe they do. The, the guy who came up with a sewing machine and patented the first sewing machine, which made him a millionaire, uh, he got he got the design and the dream because he couldn't figure out how the thread should work in the end of the needle and he went to sleep, and he had a dream of a, of a arrow coming through a wigwam wall, snagging a thread inside the wigwam and pulling it back through the wall. And that's the he got up, and he created the needle that way, patented it, and became a millionaire. So, yeah, wow. you can be a businessman, and you can create wealth by asking God for revelation and creativity, receiving it, journaling it out, and then releasing it. Well, we need to go to bed at night praying for million-dollar dreams. That's that's what Absolutely. I'm. That's what I'm going to do. Now, uh, actually, yes. Yeah, there's a there's actually a scriptural example of that. Um, in Genesis, we know we know that crazy story of Jacob with the stripes and speckled sheep. Right when Laban was, he kept changing his right. wages, and so then, so then Jacob said, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick the stripes." in front of the healthy of the flock, and then when they mate, they're going to have healthy striped babies, because Laban had said, oh, you can have all the striped and speckled sheep. So where did he get that crazy idea? If you look at scripture, he actually got it in a dream. God showed up in a dream and said, hey, I see what Laban's doing to you. Do this thing with the sticks, this crazy idea. But Jacob, he got up and he acted on the dream, and the Bible says he became exceedingly prosperous because he did that. And doesn't the Bible say in Acts chapter 2 that dreams and visions will be increasing anyway? So this is something that we need to be uh, paying uh, deliberate attention to. And in fact, speaking of uh, paying attention to, Mark, you really make it clear, and I've known you for a while now, and, and you do this in other areas of your life, but you make it clear, write down your dreams. Absolutely. You know, the Bible's full of that. I mean, Daniel 7 is an example. Daniel, he said, I got up and I wrote down a summary of my dream. Um, because as you write it down, it pulls the pieces together, gets it out on paper. And, and so I do that every morning. The Lord has said, Mark, when you wake up, don't go to your emails and don't go to the news. He said, you, you just release uh, on your computer what, I, what your spirit's worked on all night. So if it's a dream, I put it out on paper on my computer and then I tune to flow, and I say, Holy Spirit, what does this dream mean? And so for me to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, I'm tuning to flow. Got my eyes fixed on Jesus, tuned to flow, and, and I type out the interpretation after I've written down the dream. So those are my first two practices most mornings of my life. 
I know somebody who was dreaming from the Lord on a regular basis and writing it down. And then he kept dreaming, but stopped writing it down. And this literally happened. Then the dreams from the Lord stopped. And he asked the Lord, you know, how come the dream stopped? And the Lord said, because you quit writing them down. <laughs> and so I think the Lord takes that very seriously as well, because he's imparting a, a, a piece of his heart to us that he wants us to abide by and live in. And, and uh, Dr. Charity, uh, many that are listening have children or they have nieces or nephews or grandchildren. And, and children are dreamers, uh, just like adults. And, and you have a tremendous teaching in your book and CDs regarding uh, children and how they dream and why they dream. Give us a little background on a, on a child's heart as he's proce- he or she is processing dreaming when they go to bed at night. Have, kids have intense dreams. Um, that's for sure. A lot of times they, they have scary dreams, and there's a couple of reasons for that. You know, number one, children are just, they're naturally prophetic. You know, they easily discern attacks from the enemy because they're ultra-sensitive to the supernatural realm all around us. And that actually, they can, they can pick up on things that adults wouldn't. You know, for example, I know one couple, they went on a, a missions trip to, to Quebec, and and their little boy had, you know, terrible nightmares of these brutal killings with axes and all this blood. And and then they talked to the, the pastor there, and they found out, yeah, there was this horrible bloodshed that had taken place in the Campbell River area. And so they used those dreams from the children as a point of intercession. They honored the dream. They didn't just say, oh, you know, it was a kid's dream. They, they realized, oh, it's a little prophet. God is speaking through this child. And they prayed into it, and then the nightmares stopped. Um, but the thing about children is they they actually they live in a different brainwave state than we do. And it's it's fascinating when you look at it. Um, adults, we live, like right now, we're, we're in a beta, which is a, a faster, um, conscious, we, we rationalize, we analyze, we think logically in the beta brainwave state. However, when we just fall asleep at night or when we're just waking up in the morning, you know, that meditative, reflective, prayerful time, we're not really sure if we're awake or asleep, we're in alpha. Alpha, it's a slowed down brainwave state. And that's, that's the time when, that's also when we receive our dreams. So we're out of our heads and we're into our hearts. When we are in alpha, we're in spirit. And the amazing thing about God-made children is up to seven years of age, they're only in alpha brainwave state. They do not get up into this logical, analytical, beta brainwave state until they're at least eight, nine, ten years old. So they're living from their hearts. And we know this. When we look at kids, I mean, their inner world is just as real as their outer world. And we say, well, it's their imagination. Well, maybe. And maybe they're seeing in the spirit because they're living in their hearts and they're living in their spirit. And so the thing about that is, and that really affects dreams because every single thing that a child is exposed to, especially up until age seven, it imprints on them. They are just so impressionable. We know kids are impressionable, but this is why, because they are not in data brainwave state yet. So they can't, like, just see a movie and realize, oh, that scary lion. Well, actually, you know, it can't really come out of the screen and attack me. They don't have the, the beta brainwaves kicking in to really analyze that clearly. So a scary movie, you can't just say, oh, it's just a movie. Don't be afraid. No, it totally affects them. 
So everything in their day, the things that they're listening to, the music, the video games, everything around them, it imprints on their spirits, it imprints on, on a cellular level. That's the way God made it. Because it's this supernatural window when we get to imprint God's destiny on them. You know, we can write God's life into them. We can speak God's life over them, you know, write God's word on their hearts, teach them about God's plans and purposes and destiny for them when they're young so that they can realize who they are in Him because it it goes deep. It goes into their spirits when they're in that state when they're young in a way um, it, it doesn't later on. So that's, that's a, a supernatural window of opportunity we have with our kids. And and here's the thing. I, I got to admit something. And if you're listening, do not turn this off after what I'm saying. Uh, but uh, when I when I'm when my kids dream, uh, I have a I have a 15 year old and a 13 year old and I have somehow subconsciously took their dreaming, their crazy, crazy dreams as they're just kids having pizza dreams. And based on everything that you're saying, there's no such thing as a child having a pizza dream either. Is that correct? Absolutely not. They're going to be picking up on messages from heaven even easier than we are. You know, and I, I hear that, you know, I've heard that before. Another pastor said, well, my kids are five and six. My little boys, you know, they dream of army men. You know, there's nothing spiritual in that. Obviously, that's a pizza dream. But when we realize, oh, it's a picture language that God is speaking, and he chooses symbols from the dreamer's waking world, well, a five- and six-year-old boy, what is in their waking world? It's army men. And what could that look like? What could that be representing symbolically? Well, God could be wanting to teach them about God's army, right? Maybe God's calling them to be soldiers in his army, or maybe he's wanting to teach them about the armor of God and the sword of the Spirit, or maybe he's teaching them about angel armies, you know, or, you know, Disney princesses. You know, if our, if our little girl dreams of that, we must, oh, too much TV, you know? What are they watching all these movies? Well, Scripture says that your little girl is supernatural royalty. She is a daughter of the king. She is a princess. And these are huge spiritual Yes, and it makes me kind of feel bad. Thanks a lot, um, because uh, I have not applied those principles when they were younger. And, you know, as they're a little older now, they— they, you know, process things a little differently as you teach. But uh, even even though they're still relatively young and and this has really revolutionized my thinking on what my especially my youngest son, uh, 13 years old, what he's dreaming, because he he hears from God. And so does my daughter. And so I'm going to I'm going to, you know, tomorrow morning or, or when I get home today, I am going to say, what did you guys dream? Because I'm going to help you start to interpret and uh, I and I mean that with all seriousness, and uh, I hope everybody listening will t- put these things into practice as well. Now, uh, Charity, you also teach how to interpret your kid's dream. Give us a couple quick principles on, on on what we should be doing with interpretation. Sure, yeah. You actually interpret kids' dreams the same way you interpret adults' dreams. And there's three key questions that we ask about every single dream. And obviously, we say, what is the setting? What is going on in their waking life? You know, is there a bully at school or is there a big test coming up? Or what were they thinking about and praying for when they fell asleep at night? And then, you know, look at the main feeling. You know, were they excited? Were they afraid? Were they angry? Isolate the main feeling and then look at the main action. You know, were they running? Were they hiding? 
And then you just you match it up with waking life and what area are they trying to escape something? What are they trying to get out of or get away from or, or what are they afraid of? And then you can just you can pray into that. Whatever it is, it really it reveals their hearts and it helps give them a way to describe what's going on internally that sometimes they couldn't even normally articulate or verbalize to you. They're able to tell you a dream or draw a dream or act out a dream. And then you can say, oh, I see what's going on in your heart. And then you can minister to that. And But the most important thing is to just honor, honor their dreams and have the conversation with them about the dreams. I like that. And in your teaching, you talk about it being the dream work method and the way you guys systematically lay that out. What do I do with my dream? How do I process it? It's really blessed me. It's really caused me to reevaluate my dreams because I'm thinking more sometimes under this lofty level of, you know, I dream about a boat. Oh, God's going to do this or that. And he's just trying to get my attention in another area. And uh, I, I love the way you guys break it down so well and in, in how you teach us how do we to become our own dream interpreters. Mark, if you would please pray over us uh, and charity, you feel free to jump in as well. If you guys could pray over us for sweet sleep and that God would give us uh, just a real freshness to not only uh, remember our dreams, but to begin to process them the way that God wants us to. Okay, be glad to do that. Father, we just thank you that you have revealed in your word that you are the one who gives dreams, and you are the one who gives visions. So, Lord, we choose to honor dreams and visions, and, Lord, we choose to go to sleep asking for dream and vision and asking for a good night's rest. And so, Father, right now I I just release that to, to, to all who are listening. I release an honor towards their dreams and their visions. I, re, I release a passion to have a good night's rest in the Holy Spirit and to receive the revelation from God through their dreams. So I speak to your heart and I say, arise and wake, and, wake up and receive the revelation that God wants to pour in through dreams and visions at night. So, so dreams just arise and the faith for dreams arise in their hearts right now. So Father, grant restful sleep, grant revelatory sleep. And grant us the passion to honor these dreams enough to record them and to seek you for the interpretation of them. And, Lord, we thank you for those gifts. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, uh, Dr. Mark and Dr. Charity, what kind of feedback are you guys getting on your teaching on dreams? Well, the book is just being released now, but I actually had a friend who read an early draft of the manuscript. And she, she wasn't even sure that dreams were from God. She was just like, this is crazy. And, but she, she read it, and it was awesome what God did in her heart because she, she leaned over. She came, we had dinner together, and she leaned over, and she said, Charity, I counted up my days. She's like, it's been 40 days since you emailed me that manuscript. And in those 40 days, I have had 85 dreams, and I have 85 interpretations. <laughs> I was like, yes! That's right, and it, uh, and if I can do it, you can do it. Because when when what happens when you read the book and listen to the CDs, your faith level is at a max to where you go to you apply the principles and you go to bed expecting that something is going to happen tonight that I'm going to remember in the morning that God is saying to me, 
And that's why this material is so important. I am telling you, it will raise your faith level to a new high to hear from God in your dreams. And like we talked about early on, you're going to become your, your your own best dream interpreter. No more pizza dreams. These are messages from God from you that you're dreaming, that your children are dreaming. And again, you're going to literally look forward to going to bed because you're, you're going to say to yourself, you know, I got my heart right. Like, like Mark said, I got my peace back. I forgave everybody that I thought to forgave. I'm resting. And Lord, now I'm asking you to speak to me tonight. And then you watch what happens. There's an anointing on these materials for you to take you to a new level in hearing from God. We want to thank Dr. Mark Verkler and Dr. Charity Kayembe for joining us. It's been a pleasure. My name is Ryan Bruss, one of the producers for Sid Roth, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get Hearing God Through Your Dreams, brand new book and CD set. Do you want to learn how to hear from God every night through your dreams? Dr. Mark Verkler and Dr. Charity Kayembe teach you how to hear God's voice every night through your dreams in their brand new book and four CD set, Hearing God Through Your Dreams. Offer number 9446 for an investment of 40 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9446. Once again, that's offer number 9446.